are listening to the Multi Geek Show podcast. This is episode one, recorded Thursday, August 6th, 2009. I'm Tim. And I am Jason. And uh, we talk about all things geek. Um, this is our first episode, so we're going to keep it very conversational and just uh, try to discuss what each of us has experienced geek- geekily throughout the week. But our goal is throughout the course of the show as we continue to just delve more deeply into those things that we consider geeky. Um, so thanks for coming along for the ride. And uh, we have a really cool show in store for you today. We're going to talk about a little bit having to do with movies, a little bit of video games, and a lot of fun stuff in between, including Inspector Gadget's mustache. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Okay, the first thing I'm going to say is that I think I'm probably a little more cynical than other people when it comes to enjoying good things. I don't mean to be this way, but I just tend to be this way, and I just finished watching the Zombieland trailer. You just played it for me, Jason. Yes. This is not a bad thing, what I'm about to say. This isn't a bad thing. This is just a thing. It looks like... The Farrelly Brothers made a zombie movie. Like the guys who did Dumb and Dumber and that kind of stuff. It looks like they made a zombie movie. That's not a bad thing, but it looks like they got the 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 kid who's in it. It looks like he's the guy they got because they couldn't get Michael Sarah. That is exactly, exactly. I was going to say that. It's like he's like, and I'm sure uh-huh. he, I was going to say low rent Michael Sarah, but who yeah. knows? He could be a fantastic actor. And maybe, but it was like, hey, yeah, we could make him like our Michael Sarah. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is fantastic. Yeah, I just tend to like him. But here's why I say I'm more cynical because I want a twist. I've seen enough zombie movies; they're just doing something else the same way. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna go, oh, our zombies will be fat, and we'll have this, and we'll have this, and I'm sure it'll have, it'll be cool and it'll be fun to watch, but. Is there a twist? Of course, I can't tell by the trailer. But is there? What's the hook? What's the thing that's like? Oh, this is going to be a little different than other zombie movies. Is it that it's funny? Because we had that in Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. You know. So what? What do you think of the trailer? I think it looks great. I don't. Why does it? Why does something different have to be done? I guess because it doesn't interest me enough to go and see it in a the theater. I'll wait a long time before I see that. A long time until someone else buys it on DVD or pays for me to go see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm like, oh, that that that'll probably be good, but I don't like Shaun of the Dead. To me, this looks like almost maybe like an English version of Shaun of the Dead, like what the Americans would do yeah. to make their zombie comedy, kind of. you know. But I guess, too, I don't know, like, is there, I don't know, like, what, what, I guess we'll find out when the movie comes out, if there is some kind of a twist or something. Because it looks, I like the fact that there is a zombie movie with a little bit of a lighter tone, because, like, George Romero's stuff is just depressing. Mm-hmm. All of his characters are at the end of their rope, and all of them are destructive and are selfish, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of funny to and fun. To see, like, happy people in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So maybe that's the twist. Maybe. You are just telling me, though, that 
um, you went to see Transformers just to see robots fighting. So why not go to a fun zombie film just to see zombies get killed? Well, because I've never seen the the scale of fighting I saw in Transformers. Like, I purposely went to Transformers 2 because yeah. I've never seen anything like that, particularly. You've seen Transformers 1, but... Um, <laughs> spoiler alert for Transformers 1 if you haven't seen it yet. Optimus Prime's kind of a wuss, and he gets beat up a little bit, but I knew this one was going to be mass-scale robot fighting, and I haven't seen that of that level ever. And so I thought, well, I'll go check that out, because I know from just little clips and interviews I've heard, they're like, yeah, we're going to have over 40 robots, it's going to be crazy, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the other. Here's the other thing. How many epic giant robot movies are there? There aren't many that I can think of. Actually, Transformers. I'm sure that there are probably people out there who are big fans of that genre who can go, well, there's this. Like, there's Robot Jocks. I know it was one of the ones from, like, the 80s or 90s. Ah, I forgot about that. But my point is, how long would I just go to see the robots? Because we're on, like, zombie movie number (laughs) 900, whereas there's not as many big-budget you know, if they kept doing Transformers movies, maybe by even the third one, I'd probably be like, all right, I went and saw my robots fighting. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah, I guess I it's guess like... it just depends on how much you like zombies. Yeah. And you love them. I love them. But I... like I, them. You don't love them. I don't know. They're not my favorite of monsters. Do you have a favorite monster? <laughs> That's tough. Because they're all different types and classes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say I have a favorite. I like many different monsters. And they all serve different purposes. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, it's it looks cool, and if I get, like, screening passes, I would love to go. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't avoid it. I'll put it that way. But it kind of just looks like, all right. And, again, and, and it's just like with any review of anything, someone in, in, like, a reviewer might say, if you're a fan of the genre, check it out. You know, for people who love RPGs, they might have more of an affinity towards a run-of-the-mill, I guess, RPG. But it's an RPG, and I love RPGs, so I'll enjoy it. Right. Kind of think like my dad loves military movies and TV shows. So even if it's just, yeah, it's not bad, he'll go out of his way to watch it because he's a big fan of it. Hmm. So I guess if you're a zombie fan, it's like, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Something else, and I saw this in Land of the Dead. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. I can't think of it right now. Diary of the Dead. You saw that? I did see that. In the theater? Uh, no. Oh. Um, I didn't see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, that, to me, was the weakest of all of his films, George Romero's films, personally. Yes. And it was for the same reasons I kind of was just talking about Zombieland. It was just like, there was nothing new to explore. I just felt like we were kind of treading water, doing the same things over again with a digital camera this time. Mm-hmm. There was no... I don't know. All that to say that I saw this this thing I'm about to bring up. I saw it in the Zombie Land trailer and the Diary of the Dead, which is this CG blood. I don't know if you uh, noticed that. It it looks very crisp mm-hmm. as it comes out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. You know what I mean? There's something about the old fashioned practical effects blood that looks a little more. Yeah. Well, I always prefer practical effects over CG, so... Yeah. Just another thing that's going down that road, I guess. Yeah. Maybe... Okay, James Cameron, if you're listening to our podcast, 
I want you to break the uncanny valley for blood. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, um, I guess that's that's my thoughts on Zombieland. So speaking of zombies, you just showed me this picture here of, uh, what am I looking at here? Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies. Yes. Uh, Nazi zombies have just come into popularity in the mainstream through the uh, console game Call of Duty 4. Uh, no, oh. Call of Duty World at War. I'm really? sorry. Call, yes, there is a, uh, it's uh, like a map pack, uh-huh. and it is Nazi zombies. Official? Uh, it's official. Hmm. Yeah, and there's an intro, like a lumbering zombie intro kind this of thing. This may have been before that, though. I actually am positive it is. Okay. Uh, that's what, what I was just going to say, that they're coming into popularity, though, more mm-hmm. so in the mainstream, because the um, that download... It's, I, it, I think it might just be downloadable content. I'm not sure if it's actually a map pack. I know they came out with a map pack for it, but the downloadable content allows you to hold up in a bunker... And it's uh, in a level fashion. You stay in the same actual place, but the game changes levels. Like, okay, you've advanced to level two. The zombies get quicker and more abundant. Mm. So um, you can walk up to uh, different walls that have a weapon on the wall. And if you have acquired enough points, you can purchase that weapon. Um, And so... There's, uh, as you like progress, you can go upstairs, but it's pretty much a, a busted out brick house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rather large, but what you can do also is you go up and you can hold the action button and you can rebuild the reinforcements over the windows. So they have to break through the windows to get in and it gets harder and harder, but very fun. And that's what made me go, oh yeah, Nazi zombies. I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Right. So... These Nazi zombies that you're showing me are from what? It's a movie called Dead Snow. And uh, as far as I know, it's about, like, these kids that go to this cabin somewhere. I don't know where it is, but, um, you know, and it's snowy everywhere. And they're partying and doing the teenager thing. Ah, yes. And uh, so I guess they find a, like, a chest with gold pieces in it and so once they find that the zomb- these Nazi zombies come out I guess it's their goal and they come and try to you know get it back they attack they you know kill people and everything right I guess I, I won't spoil the whole thing but so I guess that's basically the plot okay as far as I've read so Nazi gold is involved yes um do you know uh if they are like in Germany, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, it must be somewhere around there. <laughs> that area that Nazis would be. I guess so, right? Yeah. So, well, I would. Uh, I venture to say you could probably get this on DVD, right? Uh, I don't know. I'll check Netflix okay. for it. I don't. I don't. It might have been a new uh, theatrical release recently. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it's uh, on DVD yet. Yeah, I'll check Netflix, because if it is on DVD, what I can do is just put it in my queue and have them send it to me. But um, this picture, is it's a really good picture. The colors in it are very good, because it's got the um, like the rubbery-looking flesh of the zombies, and they are... It's it's kind of like, it's interesting, because the, the flesh itself is not completely rotted. 
So it looks almost like a gray skin tone, and that looks uh, very cool against the black Nazi uniforms with the red armbands. So, very cool. I like uh, when Nazis, or not Nazis, but uh, zombies look like this, when they have a lot of like makeup on and prosthetics, I guess, mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, typical, you know, just blood on them or something. Just a person, basically. But yeah. They have some kind of, like, this guy, his, like, skin and lips are gone there. Yeah. Like some his... kind of interesting feature. Right. Instead like a... of just, like, a person that's, you know, got a little makeup on, they're supposed to be dead. Right, right, right. Like some kind of deformity of their flesh rotting. Yeah, deterioration. Yeah, there. exactly. Deterioration and that kind of a thing. Yeah, I like that. And think about it, too. In some zombie movies, it's like you can... There are certain... Um, Certain characters become famous for their what deterioration marks them. Like for instance, it's like if there's a big scene, it'll be like, "Oh man, oh, it's the one-eyed zombie." And if you see a T-shirt, it'd be like, "Oh, it's a T-shirt with the one-eyed zombie from right, you know, yeah. you know, etc." Because that makes them look characteristically different from the other zombies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's you know, and maybe that's kind of goes back to what I was talking about with the uh, Zombie Land trailer. Mm-hmm. The zombies in it look pretty unremarkable. And and I didn't really go, oh, wow, those zombies looked interesting. They didn't seem like... Yeah. So, have we explored all we can explore with what zombies would look like? Like, someone come up you with something. You said that like Seinfeld. Did I? Yeah. What is the deal with zombies? <laughs> Chicken fingers! No. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. The imitation police are going to jail me. Yeah. That was really bad. I don't want to peek the mic. I don't want to get back here and go, Kramer, what's the deal? <laughs> that still sounds really bad. Yeah. So, um, so lately I've been addicted to soda. And uh, that's something that's kind of new for me. Yeah. Um, because by choice... Now remember, I used to tell you that I was addicted to soda, and you said, no, 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 Johnny. I know. Now, for anyone listening, Jason was addicted to Coke. Now, I don't mean the hard drugs. I mean Coca-Cola. Yeah. But when we say addicted, I mean like he would put it before other people, which is kind of <laughs> – that's almost the definition of an addiction in some ways is that he would put it first before anything else. So my – I'm drinking it right now, actually. Yeah, well, so am I. That's what makes me think about it. He has diet. I have diet. He which, have the good stuff. Which is also something that I was – that is so uncharacteristic of me. Yep. To drink diet soda. I never liked it. Never, ever. Actually, it's diet caffeine free. So um, you've just got brown water kind of over there. You know, I was kind of, I was going for the caffeine. Yeah, sorry. Wow. Sorry to disappoint you there. Yeah. But I have all the sugar and caffeine. Mm. Actually, uh, or high fructose corn syrup, I guess, is used in our Coke. I have heard that Mexican Coke uses sugar cane sugar, and it is much better than our Coke. And really? I, yeah, and I found out that um, Costco sells it. So, no. Yeah, I want to try to get... How do you get... Is it is it, like, Mexican on the label? Well, how do you... Yeah, it's, I think it's like Coca-Cola Mexican or something wow. like that. We have to do that for, for an upcoming show. We have to get yeah. some and do a taste test. Well, uh, do you have a Costco membership? I don't. Adrian's mom does. There you go. But... I didn't want to go without her because they might not let us use her card. Right. I know sometimes, too, 
they'll let you use what's called a passport, meaning like if you're only going to go there for the one time, it's it's as though you were going to test out to see if you wanted a membership. Oh, I see. They'll let you shop there once, but you have to get a passport. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you'd want to burn your passport on a one-time visit to get Mexican Coke. What better way? I know. Well, that sounds good. Well, I'm just thinking, what if you do get addicted and then you're like sneaking in with a mustache, <laughs> filling out a new passport? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, don't you? It's it's like an Inspector Gadget cartoon, <laughs> which remind me to ask you about Inspector Gadget because I have a question. What about it? Uh, well, I'm going to finish this thought here. Okay. Um, the because I'm I'm a Pepsi person. I've always been a Pepsi person, and I I love it. Now, do you think that Pepsi or Coke is sweeter? I think Coke is sweeter. See, I think Pepsi's sweeter. Pepsi tastes watered down to me. See, that's interesting. I think Pepsi tastes sweeter to me. Mm. Um, it also tastes less carbonated to me. Mm. So I was talking to my girlfriend's mother, and I said, I'm a Pepsi person. Now, this is going to interest you, I think. I said, I'm a Pepsi person. She said, yeah, me too. I said, yeah, I like it because I think it's sweeter. She goes, oh, I like it because I think it's less sweet. Huh. I said, oh, well, yeah, and I like it because I, I don't think it's as carbonated. She goes... Oh, I like it because I think it's more carbonated. <laughs> oh man! So it just goes to show, yeah, that you know different people like different things for different reasons. But it's also an interesting study in perception. Yeah. But Coke Zero. Coke? I go ahead. I've had Coke Zero. In what form? A bottle. A bottle. Okay. Was it cold? Yes, it was a. 20-ounce plastic bottle. Okay, cool. And tell me about this. What did you think it of this? It did taste very much like regular Coke. Um, there's only a slight difference in the aftertaste. Yes. You could tell a difference. Yes. But other than that, it pretty much tastes tasted like Coke. Yeah. And I will say this. I was surprised, because I wasn't expecting that. Me either. Um, my girlfriend is a... Uh, she's a diabetic. Uh, most people don't know that there are two types of diabetes. There's one where if you don't take care of your body, you get really fat and you get diabetes because your body's working too hard to produce insulin. Mm-hmm. There's another kind where you could be as healthy as ever and your body just doesn't produce insulin because your pancreas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the kind with your pancreas. So um, I hope, honey, it's okay that I'm talking about this on the air. <laughs> anyway, um the reason why I say that is because Coke Zero, um, well, first let me say that it's not about sugar when you're diabetic. It's actually about carbs mm-hmm. because carbs are a sugar. I say all that mm-hmm. because Coke Zero has zero carbs. Mm. Well, so does Diet Coke, I found out. But she doesn't like Diet Coke, so she tries Coke Zero because it has zero carbs she tries it, starts buying it, I drink it, and fall in love with it. <laughs> and now, I'm drinking like big gulps of the stuff. <laughs> so, my question is, do you think it's worse to be addicted to something that probably is going to give me cancer in about 10 years? <laughs> or should I just be fat and happy and drink regular Coke? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, nothing comes without a price. And I'm telling you, there's a price. There's nothing that's zero calories and zero. So anyway, um, I say that because I'm sitting here drinking a, a Diet Coke, which I never would have had before. Mm-hmm. But I... So that's what made you start drinking it? It's what made it start tasting more normal to me. Oh, I see. And now I actually like the flavor of Diet. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not sure if I like me as a person as much <laughs> drinking Diet Soda yeah. as I like me as a person drinking regular soda. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So that is that's something we'll have to do the Mexican Coke test. Yeah. And by the way, there's I, I watched a video from this guy online. He was doing taste test of uh, the Mexican Coke, I think Pepsi and our regular Coke, and um, I think that he he could taste the difference between. It was a blind taste test, and he could taste the difference between the the Mexican and the regular Coke. Huh. That's that's good. Yeah. I was at Epcot yesterday, um, and I wish I would have realized because. I could have gone in there and seen if they had Mexican Coke. Oh, uh, no, they don't. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's what we'll have to do for the next show. <laughs> That'd be just like giving away Coca-Cola. They won't do that. Yeah, I guess not. They give away on the weird stuff. Did yeah. you try all those things? Uh, no, we ended up not stopping in there. Uh, it's usually crowded. Yeah. No, it, it was actually pretty uh, It was pretty empty yesterday. Um, Club Cool? Uh, or are you just talking about the park? Oh, not Club Cool, the park. Oh, I see. The park was generally empty yesterday, so... That's pretty good. Um, it was it was a good day to be at Epcot. And, uh, What'd you I, go on? I didn't go on anything... Well, okay. I've got a story about Spaceship Earth and how... Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I ruined it. It was really funny. <laughs> you ruined it? Yeah. The ride? Um, My experience on the ride. <laughs> okay, for let me... For you or other people? Um, For me and <laughs> other people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let me just tell you that... Uh, it starts out, if you haven't been on the refurbished Spaceship Earth, it has a touchscreen uh, it built into the cars. And so I get <laughs> Can I into guess there. what it is? Uh, no. Oh. Although you do know exactly what I did. <laughs> um, so I get in to the car, and I'm excited, and I'm with my girlfriend and her mother because it's her mother's birthday. And so we get in the car, and I decide, oh, right, yeah. I said, oh, babe, look, a touchscreen. <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of the conversation, because I was waiting, as the ride began, to get instructions from the speakers behind me. You know, the speakers built into the car. Right. That's like, welcome to Spaceship Earth. You're, you know, et cetera. Yeah. So, it asked me to select the language on screen, but it doesn't say verbally select your language. Right. And so, I'm like, oh, I don't want to touch anything, because I don't want it to do it. <laughs> well, guess what? I go through the entire refurbished Spaceship Earth. In French. Oh, man. So, I uh, really, honestly, I just kind of turned to my girlfriend and we started having a conversation. Like, I didn't want to pay attention to everything because if there are any little things that they've added and changed. So, why didn't you just go on it again? Well, we were going to, but um, between the rest of the things that we wanted to do, because it was her mom's birthday and her mom kind of wanted to uh, do an around the world, like snack tasting and drink tasting. Mm-hmm. So we did Spaceship Earth first, and then we went around, and it it worked out to where we were about 10 minutes too late to do it again. So we're using it as an opportunity to go back another time. Right. Here's what's hilarious, though. Um, I don't know. I guess spoiler warning for Spaceship Earth, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, touch the screen. <laughs> touch the it's screen. It's there to be touched. <laughs> it is. Well, they give you options at the end of the ride. Yeah. They customize... Uh, something. I couldn't even tell you what they customized for me because it was completely in, in French, but we were given options. And so Shonda, who's my girlfriend, we began pushing just these different buttons. And then we're talking, and she goes, is that my face? <laughs> and I guess at some point they tell you to look up and they're going to take a picture of you. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't understand French. So they took a picture <laughs> of me, and I'm like in one of those like mouth half open, <laughs> eyes half closed, and she's like looking at me. So the pictures... 
are hilarious that they paste onto these little yeah. cartoon bodies. And we picked, I guess, surfing and a train. Uh-huh. So I don't know why. I don't know what options these were, but it showed my body surfing and it showed her body on the beach. And then we were on a train. Um, and that's, that's my spaceship earth story. That's nice. Yeah. But I did get to try a Frankfurter in Germany, huh. um, and a German beer. That was really good. Um, and then a, um, a burrito from Mexico. Uh, so it was good. Hmm. Adrian and I have been on spaceship earth so many times that now we just kind of narrate to each other. We can, yeah, no, <laughs> we could. Um, we usually pick a different language just to hear something different. And, uh, we, when it takes our picture, we always make goofy faces. Just, <laughs> so it's always so funny at the end. There you go. See? So I have to go back there. So let me know next time you go and maybe I'll come with you. All right. But yeah, so that's my story. So yeah, Epcot was fun and they, um, it wasn't very crowded and I saw Spaceship Earth in French. Very nice. Yeah. So that was good. So what about Inspector Gadget? Oh, good, good call. Did he always have a mustache? Excuse me? <laughs> Did Inspector Gadget always have a mustache? I've never seen him with a mustache. Okay, neither had I, and I thought that I was crazy. There is, on Netflix, I'm watching Inspector Gadget Season 1, and he has a mustache in the first episode. Really? Yes. Wow. And that, I was like, what? And Shonda was like, I think he always had a mustache. And then I'm thinking, I'm mixing him with the chief. Because uh-huh. the chief always had a mustache. <laughs> yeah. That guy's crazy, by the way. <laughs> you know, he has he has abilities beyond comprehension. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I don't know why he's not an inspector. Maybe that's how he made chief. <laughs> right? If you think about it. Yeah. But he has the ability. There was an episode where he came out of a, a, a backpacker's backpack. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, this is my train of thought. I'm like... You can't just do that to Dr. Claw? Like, why doesn't he pop out somewhere in Dr. Claw's lair? So, <laughs> but so then I'm like, so the chief has a mustache. Inspector Gadget has a mustache? So it was just weird. Like, it made him look creepy. Like, I didn't trust him as much. Oh, man. I'm done. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. So that's my question about Inspector Gadget. I'll show you that episode at some point. Yes. I would like... What color is it? Black? Uh-huh. Is it bushy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Does it curve upward? Or? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice for him. So I was going to bring up something about uh, video games, and then you showed me uh, what Scribblenauts was about, and I feel like anything I bring up about video games now isn't as magical. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I had heard about Scribblenauts, and I knew that it was a game where uh, there were different objects brought into play, but I didn't realize that you actually typed them in, and it's got millions of things in there Mm -hmm. that will appear. So... I don't know. I just I, I want to play nothing but that right now. It's like when you hear about a really cool movie that's so cool that you just want to see it immediately, even yeah. though it's not out. That's how it is. Well, listen, that's what everyone wants is to play Scribblenauts right now. That's incredible. That's all I want to do for the rest of my life, actually. That's going to be great. I'll help you. It'll be wonderful. Yeah. You better put in, like, you know, on Scribblenauts, type in, like, 
cell phone payment <laughs> and stuff because you know like I'll, I'll be saying like gas for my car yeah yeah and hopefully it'll appear so that i can do nothing but that <laughs> wow <laughs> um but the game that i was going to bring up that's not as magical as scribble knots um is um it was made by does the name nolan k bushnell sound familiar to you yes um he's a creator and founder of atari yeah right yep so he has he also uh was the founder of chuck e cheese yeah i think i knew that right so he is definitely uh, an innovator when it comes to electronic games and video games etc and so i saw something that i thought was really cool he is working on a game and the game is called battle swarm field of honor and uh what was that cheesy sounding or something <laughs> no yeah, this is C-3PO going to Comic-Con. <laughs> Jason's playing with a three-inch tall Spider-Man figure that he got from Target. <laughs> okay, I'm That Spider-Man is supposed to look like C-3PO. Yeah. You know, arms locked at the elbows. But this game um, that is not C-3PO going to Comic-Con <laughs> is it's Battle Swarm Field of Honor. And the reason why this is interesting to me or different is that it blends a first-person shooter with real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how he's going to do that, but it makes sense. I think uh, this sounds familiar. The reason why it makes sense to me is because of his reason why he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase that uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. Well, he was tired of being uh, bested by his younger quicker sons at first-person shooter games. <laughs> and I can only imagine, because, you know, that's how it is when I know I'm getting a little older, and so I have a, a younger brother who's 15, and so at some games, he was raised on these particular games, so the ones that I'm good at, he won't really play. I'm like, oh, yeah? Why don't you play me in Doom? That's not quite the same as Halo 3. Yeah. He's like, what? So I can I can understand this guy. I say this guy. I can understand Mr. Bushnell's frustration because he has been around for since the inception of Atari. So mm-hmm. I can only hear him saying now, you know, oh, yeah, why don't we play some real-time strategy or tabletop games? And like, yeah, right, Dad. You know, <laughs> frag grenade, you know. Yeah. So what I thought was cool about that is real-time strategy versus first person. And it doesn't go into great detail in this article that I read. Mm-hmm. But what it says is that it's online only. And it's going yeah. to be free to play. And the way that you actually, the way I guess they're going to generate revenue is that people can purchase armor and upgrades and weapons in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. He says that good players won't need all those upgrades. But I'm saying that you're going to find the people who have a lot of money are yeah. going to probably, um, at least there'll be a segregated game because you're going to have people who do have a lot of money and it's going to be not a challenge to fight people who might not have all the upgrades. So you're going to have upgraded people fighting upgraded people probably. And then the opposite, you know? So, so. yeah, I, I have heard of that because I, I remember that it's online only, but I didn't hear that it was RTS versus FPS. Yeah. And so I guess the the way that it works is that so one person plays like a real-time strategy, like their team, and then the other people are like in first person. They have a single unit, and they fight against Yes, them. and it's humans versus bugs, almost like it reminded me kind of uh, of uh, so, like StarCraft or 
Starship. Can troopers. you do first person with the the creatures, or is the are the creatures only for the? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But the way that it works is that you have, um, the bugs are the real time strategy side, and the humans are the first person shooter okay, side. Yeah. So that sounds good. It does sound good, and I've, I mean, since I was little, I always thought, wouldn't it be neat if there was a game where that's that's what I sound like when I'm little. <laughs> wouldn't it be neat if there's a game? Where one controls the bad guys and one controls the good guys? Well, then I found Warcraft, and I was like, oh, neat, you can be the bad guys. But this takes it to a different level, because it's not just one controls the bad guys, one controls the good guys. Mm-hmm. This is almost like taking some elements of like D&D, like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's like the people who are real-time almost seems more like the dungeon master, mm-hmm. because you're controlling the environment, even though it's the, yeah. the quote-unquote bugs. Oh man! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I'm running around as a first-person like shooter. It when you put it that way, it's like I, mean, I like it more. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's just going to be units. Now I, I wish they would come out with a D and D game like that. That you know, maybe that's you know, in that kind of yeah, universe. maybe the technology will allow it. You know, because that would be a really good D and D game. Yeah. If you've got, you can just drop monsters and things. And do you think if you had the ability, if they had that game, and you had the ability to just create anything that you can create you know in the the tabletop version do you think anyone would still play the tabletop version absolutely yeah i still think that there's a lot of Nothing. value in imagination and right yeah. i think people could never fully get what they would want or wish in the game that was computerized mm-hmm. because unless you're I just think that a lot of people like to visually represent, like, they get characters drawn for them, and, yeah. like, the Dungeon Master has his own idea of what he wants his monsters to look like. Well, and okay, maybe not everyone, but do you think it'd pull some of those people away? I think it would pull a lot of new people in first. Yeah. And then, depending on how it went, because I don't know what the ratio of people who play Dungeons and Dragons to gamers are that have actual systems. Like, you'd have to have everybody in your campaign now has to have a computer that can run the game. Right. Whereas at a tabletop, you purchase a book, mm-hmm. and you don't even need a book. You can actually share. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you can come and play for free <laughs> versus, okay, get this now. We all have to log in. We don't have to go online. There are benefits for both sides. I'm just saying that I don't think it would replace it. Right. Because even with technology the way it is, we probably could have replaced a lot of D&D, but it still played tabletop. Yeah. Yeah, there are computer aids, and I think that everyone does it differently to the degree which they like. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Um, so we've been playing uh, Words for Friends. On the iPhones. Yes. How and, are you uh, enjoying it? I'm loving this. And for anyone listening, Words for Friends is pretty much Scrabble on the iPhone. And uh, the reason why I love it is because it's much more convenient than playing regular Scrabble. Right. Um, I know there's Pocket Scrabble, but there's not Pocket Scrabble that's so collapsible that it's as small as an iPhone. Also, I don't have to reach into that silver bag. Yeah, what's the silver bag? (laughs) The silver bag is that, you know, if you've ever played Tabletop Scrabble... You put all the word tiles into this silver plastic bag. It's silver because you you it's um, they make it so you can't see through it. It's opaque. So you shake up the silver bag and you draw your tiles out. And I'm telling you, oh. picking your own poison is not fun. I like the computer just giving me letters. Yeah. 
Um, but it's really cool. It's 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 really fun because you can have multiple. Also, too, you can have multiple games going at once. Right. I challenge you to do that with one Scrabble board. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's also an option on here to play a random person that has the game. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't used that yet. No, me either. I so. have enough people right now. Yeah, you're playing four different people, including your girlfriend. I'm playing you. Yep. Um, you're my only friend in the world. <laughs> you're everything to me. <laughs> no, really, though. I, I don't know anybody else that has... I know who I need to have get this app. I was just thinking out loud. Okay. Um, the staff at the church I go to, um, they all got iPhones. Oh. As their staff phones. Well, and, that's uh, good. It is good, and it really does increase productivity. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sincerely. I mean, you've got the, like, the email's extremely functional. It's not like, I, I have used Blackberries, I've used the Samsung Blackjack, the Blackjack 2, and the email's spotty, uh, like, syncing it up and just have, how it works. It's never worked as well as the iPhone email, mm-hmm. which is instantaneous almost. <clears throat> um, I have a question for you. Is there a way, when drafting an email... To attach a photo while in the email, not in the photo roll on the iPhone? Like, if I hit new email, can I attach a photo, or can you only do it from the photo bank? Why is it a problem to do it from the photo bank? It's not. Sometimes I just forget, because I'm oh. trained to open up emails, hit start, and then I go, um... Well, I don't know if there is. I mean, that's I've only done it from the photos, so... Also, uh, can you... I, I know you can attach up to five photos now. Yes. How? Okay. All right. Let's say I'm in the photo bank right now, which I am. Yep. So I click my camera button, and then that opens up. Camera. Uh, is that my problem? Wait a second. Let me see what you're doing. I just go in there. Yeah, no. Go into the photos. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think that's what your the problem is. No? You went into the camera every time? Yeah. And then I went into camera roll here, and I okay, I just went into photos. Okay, so now you're in the camera roll. Yeah. Click on that little button at the bottom left corner. Yeah, the email button. And then you tap each one. You can tap multiple pictures. Okay, there it is. But see, when you click on share, that's when it goes into the email. Right. But if you want to post more than five, you just click on more tap on copy and then you can paste it in the email I see I was using the camera roll inside of the um, the camera yeah. so um, also an iPhone tip for all of you iPhone users if you've ever wanted to scroll to the top of the fa- top of the page top of the page of anything that you're using quickly uh, this goes for a text message like let's say you're text messaging somebody and that conversation's gotten long. Um, then you want to get to the very top. All you have to do is tap up there where the time is, and what it'll do is it will actually not work. It's not working. Oh, you know why? Because I'm telling you, have you ever tried to use your finger instead of your thumb? There are a lot of places where it won't work. No. But what? For me, anyway, because I have this cover. Hmm. Anyway. Oh. The idea is is that you tap. I, I would say don't tap the actual time, but the gray bar that houses the time. It also has your Wi-Fi and your um, like how many bars you have. If you tap that, it will automatically take you to the top of the page, and then that way, that. 
Oh, um, that does that in the browser too? Yes. See, See I, that's what I always wonder if there's a function like yeah, that. Yeah, it does do that. Um, oh, that's nice. So that way you can just hit the call button and it'll call the person immediately. If you're talking to them in a text and you want to call, you just push that button. It brings you up here to where it says call, contact info, or what, what, what did you press? The same thing. I pushed the top bar and it brought me to the top. In, in, oh, I in see. In your text I chat. See. I see. Um, another quick tip for any iPhone users. If the phone is ringing in and you don't want to answer the call, but you don't want to wait for it to stop ringing. In other words, you don't want people to... So you want them to leave a message. You just don't want to answer it, but you don't want it to keep ringing. Right. Okay. You push the top lock button and the volume down button at the same time. Just once? It w- Yes, together. Just like you're taking a picture or a screenshot, I mean. Right. And from what I've been told, from what I've been made to understand, that actually allows it to keep ringing on their end. Well, just try it now. Well, no, I know that it works. Oh. I just don't know if it cuts it off abruptly, like it would if you hit decline. From what I was told, it doesn't sound like you sent them to voicemail. It rings the appropriate number of times before going to voicemail. Okay. So I don't know if that's a myth or not, but that's a way to do it. So are you saying you don't know if it um, just stops the ringing and goes right to the voicemail? Correct. I don't know if it has the same function as the decline button. If so, why wouldn't I just push decline? Hmm. You know? So anyway, those are a couple of little iPhone tips for anyone Hmm. um, using an iPhone. And if you want to, check out Words with Friends. There is a free version of the app, and you can play with people who have the paid version of the app. Yes. So... Uh, check that out, and um, you, you will enjoy it. Perhaps you will play us if you download it, um, and you can find us. We'll put the information on the on the blog. You sh- should also download Chess with Friends. Yes, that is made by the same company, and um, if you're into chess, it's the same deal. You can now. I don't know. They don't have the option to play with a stranger on that, do they? No, they don't. So you can play Scrabble anywhere. I'm I'm betting they're probably going to have some kind of an update come out soon. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that would be good. So, yeah. Why do you think they change character designs? I mean, why do you think they change Cobra Commander? Well, I don't. I didn't realize that they did for the Jojo movie. Yep. I did not realize that they did. Have they shown? Is that like a big reveal? Or? I, well, I mean, I just saw the action figure, and he's got like. Really? Like a transparent head? What? Thing? I don't know. Are you kidding? Because he had. Yeah. Wait. It's not the mask, and it's not the, uh, the like mirror face that he had. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Okay. Well, some things don't D- translate. Distro looks. I don't know if he's in the movie. It's, you call him Distro? Isn't that his name? I call him Destro. I, I thought it was like Destroy Destro. That's cool. I I, I think That's it's what Destro. I always thought it was. I've always called him Destro. Destro, Destro, you know. Tomato, whatever. tomato. Oh uh, yeah. But um, I don't know if he is in the movie. I just saw a design for him. It might be for the sequel. But uh, he he looks pretty much the same. Just a chromed out face. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. See. Yeah. I don't okay. Know why would they change Cobra Commander? Well, can you? Pull up the Cobra Commander picture so I can see it. And then also... If you can speak like him. Oh, man, that's tough. You know, a lot of those guys did the same voices for... 
Like there was a circle of voice actors back then, I think. Yeah. Because I've heard, yeah, the I believe Peter Cullen, who does Optimus Prime's voice, did the voiceover stuff for Voltron. Oh. We can look that up too, but I think he did. That's what am I? Looking but at? he's not as like gravelly and deep. You know, he's not purposely doing it. Well, what I was going to say also, which I believe is a greater transgression, is Snake Eyes has lips. Uh, Snake Eyes, the ninja, mm-hmm. his mask yeah, has that. lips. Uh, for what purpose <laughs> is he going to be doing some kissing? <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out the 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 purpose of lips on a perfectly good design that we've grown up with forever. Um, okay, well, here's a, the figure, I think. Okay, let's Maybe see I this here. Wrong about it. Let's see. Oops. Okay, well, yeah, it's like this clear thing over, like, burnt flesh or something. It's yeah. very small. It's hard yeah, to see. that's kind of exactly what it is. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it looks as though it is a, a burned face, and then it has what is what looks to just be a clear covering that's yeah. more or less the shape of, like, it has skeletal eye sockets and... A little bit of a mouth, and uh, not only the head, though. I mean, but the whole outfit is completely different. Yeah, he's wearing uh, which is primarily black with some type of. Uh, it almost looks like a trench coat that is sleeveless, <laughs> a sleeveless trench coat, <laughs> and um, some kind of a silver chest piece. Wow! So that plus. I mean, now, perhaps in the movie, I mean, because I, I was one of the ones who was kind of tilted my head at the new Batsuit when The Dark Knight came out, but on screen it's much better, as well as the, um, the you know, the purpose for why they did it. Hey, go back to where you were. It looked like a close-up. There's a close-up. It might be chrome. What is that? Is that the face? Well, that is a picture from the movie. So okay, so I, the toy exactly is, is different. Is different, but um, I don't know. He might have different masks. In the that's movie. true. In the movie, it looks like he has a chromed out face with. It looks like a skull almost, like from that game um, Army of Two. It kind of looks like a mask from yeah. that, just chromed out. Um. So anyway, yeah. Still, I have no idea why Snake Eyes has lips. I will go see that movie because it does look like a lot there, of fun. There's the other one. The um. One. Yeah, but it's not classic Cobra Commander. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, that's I noticed that you have Bing pulled up. Yep. Uh, tell me about did that. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Now tell me about that because <laughs> I've been seeing more and more commercials for Bing. Yeah. Um, and I actually today I was watching a DVR'd version of the FX television show Sons of Anarchy. Uh, it's about uh, a biker gang. Um, and on the commercial was a or excuse me, on the DVR, was a commercial for Bing. And as you pull up Bing, it just looks like a different kind of search engine. Like, they, they designed it differently from scratch. Tell me why you're using that and not Google. <laughs> go, man, go. Is there any reason, or are you just giving it a shot? I'm just giving it a try. I've just been trying it and just seeing what it does. How do you like it? I mean, it's okay. I mean, it it sets things out differently than the other ones, like... Like when it shows the search results here, you can click over this or just mouse over this thing and it shows a little description, I guess, of what's on the page. 
So versus just having to click the link to go to right, it. Right, instead of going in it, you can just see a little part of it there. Oh, I see. Okay. And now, if, if any of you who use Google, if you haven't used Bing yet, where the Google result would be, you just mouse over to the right of it, where you pretty much have the, you have the blue link and then your black box of text and then your green uh, hyperlink. Um, you mouse over to the right, and there is a vertical bar that appears, and if you click on that bar, or actually you mouse over the bar, it shows you a brief description of what's going to be on the page. Is that... Uh, yes. All right, so now, the reason why I think Bing is awesome, I've never oh, used you? it. Oh, okay. No. So you might be asking yourself, well, how can you think it's awesome if you've never used it? Well, competition. I think Google is fantastic, but I think that they don't really have any true competition. I don't think Yahoo is truly competitive when it comes to the search engine. I think that they might have a share. And I I might be wrong about that. Yahoo and uh, Microsoft kind of merged or somebody bought – I think Microsoft might have bought Yahoo. I think that – well, this was at, at last year. The deal was on the table, and the, the Yahoo uh, chairman said no. Oh. Now, I don't know if it happened after that, but his stock thought, plummeted. Um, Yahoo is going to start using Bing as its search engine. Oh, see, now there you go. I thought that's what it was. See, perhaps that's what it is. See, I don't know the whole story behind it. I don't either. Um, but I will look <laughs> into that, and we'll also visit that next show. So next show um, – Hopefully, we'll get the Coca-Cola test going. We'll do the Bing search. I'll know for sure if Dead Snow is on Netflix. Um, But the reason why I like it is because if you look at what Facebook has done to MySpace, Facebook has – it's pretty much forced MySpace to adapt or die. And MySpace has integrated many actual social networking features into it, Uh, social networking social networking features that aren't the MySpace norm, which the MySpace norm has always been, here's who I am, let me show you what I think defines me, and then we look at each other's definition of each other. Facebook sets out and it says, let's talk. I mean, I usually don't even click on people's profiles, honestly, occasionally, but mostly I'm in the in the chat, the main chat, and I'm in the, like, looking at people's photos. But it's really about commenting and the comments are more of a conversation. In the same way that that has started to become the norm on MySpace, I think that if Bing comes out with some innovations, Google will come out with their own versions of those innovations, and the competition will make both search engines better and hopefully more, um, I guess they will just continue to advance what we think of as search. I don't like G.I. Joe, so it doesn't matter anyway. So you don't care, really, one way or the other? <laughs> nope, but what I do like is Thundercats. Yes. Yes. I have to say that I did love the G.I. Joe toys. No, I didn't. See, when I was younger, I was always into, like, the creatures and stuff. I didn't never want to watch just humans fighting. I wanted to watch creatures and things yeah. like that. So Thundercats was right up my alley. Yeah. And I, actually, Transformers, I re- wasn't really interested in either, but... um. So Thundercats, and if I could find the link here, I would show you. <laughs> well, see, but I'm still talking about the toys, man. Go oh, ahead, talk about those toys. I just said Thundercats. You know, that would be awesome if there was a website or a blog for people who have Thundercat tattoos. tattoos called Thundercats. That would be awesome. Well, look at you. Why don't you make would it? Would you? I was going to say, why don't you do me a favor? Open up a new tab and do me a search and just type in Thundercats, and let's see if it exists. 
Thundercats Wikipedia entry, YouTube <laughs> Thundercats, Thundercats. No, huh? Well, try Google, yeah, Old Faithful Google. Ones. We just did it on Bing. Actually, this is a good example. Okay, we just did it on Bing. Now let's do it on Google. There are sites that come up with that, but I don't All know. All right, let's see here. Thundercats. Legion of Crawling Death. <laughs> this might be somebody's character profile. Oh, uh, okay. Conan. Yeah, it's, that's... <laughs> all right, well, anyway, <laughs> tell me what you love about the Thundercats. The G.I. Joe toys were awesome, and they had a huge bunch of helicopters, and all the figures fit in everything, yeah. and yeah, and you, you could... You want me to tell you about the toys? No, but oh. the Thundercats toys were also very cool. Lion-O's eyes lit up, and yeah. yeah, the Eye of Thundara. Well, go ahead and tell me about Thundercats, though. What were you going to say? Uh, well, I was going to show you concept art for, or supposed concept art for the movie, but... Um, I think I might have seen this, but I want to see it anyway, just in case I was incorrect. Yeah. Because at first glance, I was like, ooh, Let me just in a bad way. I can't find it there. Like you would say, ooh, if you saw someone who had a bad haircut. Yep. I was like, ooh. And then... A little search on Bing. So, yeah, Bing me. But in the meantime, um, for anyone who's listening, remember that you can email us at multigeek.show at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, he's pulling up right now. This is the concept art for Thundercats. Okay, so it's pretty much just looks like a it's a painting well, of Lionel. Just... Um, Look at that. And the painting itself looks like it is... Uh, it just looks like it's not a good representation one to the other. Now, like I'm talking cartoon to movie. However, I was among the many who, when Transformers concept art came out, hated it at very first because it was so foreign to me. I didn't see the, the characters I loved in there. But I grew to learn the way that these new character designs looked as movie Transformers. Um... But yeah, pretty much what I'm looking at here is Forget a about the pink stars on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. I, I think that that is... It's probably it's more the... more lion-like, his face. You mean this picture is, or well, in the yeah, cartoon? Well, yeah, this is lion No, I'm saying this picture. His face is more of a lion than a human. Right. Yeah, but it's difficult, though, to transfer that stuff over. Like, I'm just saying, like, to do a conversion from this cartoon that's really only a few colors mm -hmm. and with a uh, you know a specific animation style to get that over i mean look at anime there's i mean a, a tiny oval like rounded edge triangle is a nose and we accept that as a nose yeah how do you convert that over you have to find somebody with a tiny nose oh god can i just tell you that i love the thunder tank the Thunder Tank I is... I had that toy, and that is like... Oh, I love that design so much. It is wonderful, although... Um, that, that's the thing. I loved everything about... I loved all the vehicle designs and the character designs. Panthro. Everything was just so cool. Panthro was my favorite character. Yeah. What do you think about Vin Diesel playing Panthro? I have not heard about that. Well, no, I just... <laughs> I, I thought that would be a good choice. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, yeah, I guess he has a deep voice. And he's also he's got the look, yeah. Yeah. He looks like he could be Panthro. He's not as wide, I think. You were going to have to give a little, take a little look at... <laughs> look, look at... Look. Listen, I want it to be exact. I know, but look at Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Well, that's perfect casting right there. Well, I agree, but he's not exactly like Wolverine is in the comic. No. 
but he, he's well. How many different variations are there of Wolverine? Well, the but he's though? he's always short and like Hugh Jackman. He looks pretty short. Hugh Jackman in the movie. is only four feet tall. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. But I guess what I'm saying though is that just kind of making the point you are. There are so many different versions that mm-hmm. that's kind of a melting pot of the quintessential pieces that we think of him as. And so you'd have to do the same thing with any conversion. Yeah. You know. Also, prosthetics, a little bit of makeup. Look at well, Ron Perlman as Hellboy. Yeah, that's... You know, you can beef him up a little bit. Um, I don't know. I Sometimes I have a problem with casting really big stars like that as... As beloved characters. Yeah, because it's tough to separate them yeah. from the character. Yep. Tom Cruise as Vash the Stampede. Oh, God, don't do that. What do you think? Please don't do that. Love and peace? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Love and peace. Oh, no. Also, Xenu, the Scientologist god. Oh, Love and peace man. and Xenu. I didn't know you knew about that. Well, <laughs> I know enough to be dangerous. Hey. Hey. What I know about Xenu, I learned from watching the Scientology indoctrination video that leaked of him on the internet in an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. Oh, you saw it in Aqua Teen? I saw the, uh, it was... I watched it on the, the, watched it online. Did you see the, uh, oh no, I didn't see that. I saw where they were... Oh, uh, a fake one? That they or was it... Yeah, it was not an actual video. They just mentioned Tom Cruise and then Shakes. No, no, it was South Park. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, see, I didn't see that episode. With the closet? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't see that So Aqua Teen did one too? Aqua Teen didn't do a full-on episode. They were just talking to a... I'll give you the brief rundown. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, Frylock is creating a deadly gas to be put into balloons. And you find out that the person who is sanctioning him to do this is a person made out of balloons. It's a balloon racist. Yeah. So the balloon racist uh, looks a lot like Hitler. <laughs> It's actually identical to Hitler. I love Aqua Teen. And so, what you find out is that when they go to make the drop in the park where Frylock is supposed to give him the deadly gas balloons, but he doesn't deliver, Shake actually just farts in a bunch of balloons from eating spicy Asian food. And so, the balloon Hitler tells the story of how he's like, the ego's nest. He pretty much tries to smuggle all of his trinkets and silver in a balloon up his butt and becomes a balloon. His soul gets trapped in the balloon. The balloon becomes too big and explodes and his soul gets trapped in the balloon. So that is actually Hitler as a balloon. Oh, okay. So they educate him on uh, how many famous actors and actresses are Jewish. And he's like, so you're telling me there's a people that I hate so much as the most talented? Oh, but I love Adam Sandler. <laughs> and he goes through the whole thing. And um, what reminded me of it is he goes, he goes, is Tom Cruise? And they go, and Shake's like, no, but he's a Scientologist. <laughs> and then he talks about Xenu. And so uh, that's that's where I, oh, I, I see. yeah, I remember. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember about Xenu. <laughs> and uh, so... All of that really didn't have a point other than that's where it was mentioned. And then uh, the uh, Hitler realizes it. He comes to terms with the fact and doesn't hate Jews anymore. But then he goes, yeah, now we can focus on all the gays. And Frylock pops him. <laughs> oh, God. So, again, I, I said spoiler alert. So, um, anyway, that is the the extent of my knowledge on Scientology and Tom Cruise. <laughs> 
so nothing. Right. You know nothing. No. <laughs> I really don't. I know uh, that L. Ron Hubbard wrote a lot of science fiction novels, and yeah. that he was a big Scientologist. Did you know that Scientologists... Well, he created it. He did? He wasn't just a big one, he created it. Okay, what? Really? Yes. Does anyone see a red flag of a science fiction author who makes things uh, up for a living, makes up a religion, know. and then makes up a science fiction story to back it? That's what they... Holy... Listen. Wealthy Ron Hubbard. Yep. Wow, what a genius. And you know, the only way to exceed in levels, not exceed, but to um, continue on... Is to pay. Is to pay. I know, I know all about it. Wow. Hey, you know, if, if there's thinking ever... of becoming one. Yeah? Will you support me in that? No. Good. Will you be able to support yourself in that? I'd make it to, like, <laughs> level one, and then I'd be robbing banks. <laughs> but really... Something that I'm thinking of is that if you ever are in a situation where someone is trying to get you to consider their religion, and the only way that they can do that is to hide a lot of it until you get used to the first part, (laughs) and then hide a little less and hide a little less, that's indoctrination of a cultish nature. Uh... You are spot on, sir. And so, I guess I'm thinking, like, if you go to a church or religious, any religious organization who hides their doctrine from you, it's bad. You, it's like you read all the comments online about Scientology. Really? Because this is everything they always say. Well, it's great. Well, ta-da! Check me out. But people still buy it. I know. Understand. Well, everyone's looking for something. And I hope they don't come after us after hearing this. If they do, <laughs> oh wow, is that what they do? Yeah, really. So maybe we should delete all this. <laughs> what, what do they have? The Scientologists focus on it's like midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, no, no. But there is. It's like a thetan count is what they call it. Yeah, that's what it is. And if you have a certain amount of thetans, yeah. So if you're a listener and you're a Scientologist, um. Don't report us. Oh, and don't email us either. Oh. Because we are a hate group. No, I'm kidding. Actually, email us at uh, multigeek.show at gmail.com. And uh, I would just be curious to know uh, if if we're wrong and how we're wrong and how I can get a free Thetan count. I would like to know if I was destined to be the one, the chosen one. Oh, gosh. I don't think you want to get involved with any of it. No. I wouldn't accept. I would only want to go near those people. Those people? <laughs> That's right. No, I know. I hear you. Well. It's scary. Well, we're nearing the end of the show, and um, there was one more thing I wanted to talk to you about. The dawn of what some people consider anime. Astro Boy. Um, the first anime, according to some people, was the first actual transition into what the Japanese culture started creating as anime and what we recognize as anime. Um, we here in America, we're reimagining this as a film. I don't know if you saw this yet, but we are, it's in, I believe it's filming, and it's, uh, we are making a film out of Astro Boy. Let me tell you why that frightens me. It's CG, though, right? I don't think so. No, in fact, I saw a screenshot. I think it's an animated film. 
Are you sure? Because I saw a shot of the... I saw a trailer for it. You saw a trailer for it? I saw a a shot of the actor and the actress, but it looked like they were in costume. Hmm. Let me see. Well, you look that up, because I was going to say that the reason why... Okay, that changes a lot for me, but the reason why I was concerned is because... I don't know if you've seen what we did to Dragon Ball. I have not seen the movie, but I have to tell you that I don't believe that I will see the movie. Um, because it looked... Well, actually, I might. If it goes to Netflix and um, I can watch it immediately on my computer, I'm not going to waste one of my Q DVDs on <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> but just everything about it seemed like campy, cheesy, bland, subpar, run-of-the-mill is a compliment movie. Did you see anything on it? Trailers? Anything? Fan response? Any complaints? Anything like that? No, I really... I haven't been looking at articles for it, so I haven't seen any comments or anything, but it does. It just looks bad. and um, Like the video game that was made for it, the Dragon Ball, the movie, the game, looks terrible, just like all brown colors, nothing really interesting. Um, and the, the action figures are the same, but there's one cool feature when I saw the action figures in Toys R Us the other day that I I don't think I've seen in any other figure is it had this, um, like the action thing that it did Yeah, is you put, you know, those, um, like strips of plastic that had the ridges on them. Almost like a zip tie. Pull it out and it does something. Oh yeah. 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 So you put that in, you pull it out. And their hands move really fast, like they're punching a lot. But it has like a small hand that comes out of the big hand, oh. and so they—it's like four hands moving really quick, and it looks like it is punching really fast. Wow, that was that was a pretty cool feature. But I mean, so that is every Dragon Ball fan's dream, I think, is to have that crazy, if, super I mean, if, fast fight. Yeah, if they made that feature in like the oh, and let me just say that. The new uh, Dragon Ball feet or figures that are coming out now for the the anime right are really good. They're really, really high quality now. Like, remember the old other ones? They're like, yeah, they're kind of cheap. Yeah, they never got the faces right or the paint jobs. But the, yeah, the new ones that are coming out look really good actually. Um, but it, yeah, if they put that feature in some of those, that anime would be figures, really awesome. Imagine yeah. if they did it with a leg, where the leg yeah. like whipped up and down, and you have like a. Mm-hmm. Because then you could do your famous, you know, the two are next to each other and you're pushing <laughs> the buttons really fast. And, and you know the paint would be rubbed off of the fists of those things because I'd have them like yeah. actually hitting. Yeah. Or if they had a feature where their their eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I always tease Jason because he was huge into Dragon Ball Z and I didn't dislike it. I just wasn't into it as much as him. And I was saying how <laughs> it would take them five episodes for a fight to start. And I shake my eyebrows up and down really hard because there are there are shots where you it zooms in on Krillin and all it is is his eyebrows are going like like up down up down up down up down up down and it's just on his eyes for like three seconds and I'm like and then it shows Cell and Goku and they're floating and then it goes back to shaking eyes and I'm like what in the world like how are they ever gonna fight? And then they charge up their power levels for what seems like an entire season. So, yeah, so that would be funny if there was a little switch on the back where you just see, like, Krillin's eyebrows go up and down. I always thought he maybe was burned because he had those dots on his head. (laughs) 
That looks like a burn pattern for like if you had something that had a bunch of little feet on the bottom of it, like almost like a like if if you took a little ice tray. No, a muffin pan. A tiny muffin pan. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like someone had a tiny muffin pan and they just stuck it on his head after bacon like some chocolate chip muffins. Why don't you stop it? Okay. Well, what we're going to do is uh, uh, we're going to end the show in just a moment. But first, I'm going to watch. We're going to um, take a quick break. I'm going to watch the Astro Boy trailer, the teaser trailer, and then we'll just talk about that and how we feel about it versus what we did. <laughs> terrible, terrible Dragon Ball. I mean, really, we are just crapping on the Japanese dreams of the masses over there because this was a Japanese show before it was. I mean, Dragon Ball was. Dragon Ball Z was in Japan. It was huge before it was ever huge in America. So. We took all of our wherewithal and technology and our advanced motion picture industry and we churned out probably one of the crappiest <laughs> movies of the year. So thank you, Japan, for all the wonderful animation. Um, I hope you like poop in return. But uh-huh. we're, we're going to watch the Astro Boy trailer. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and I was way off. Um, I just watched that trailer, and uh, it looks magical. It looks like what... I would hope it would look like. Um, if you've ever seen the old Astro Boy animation, um, this looks to me like a more colorful 3D version of that, but in my mind, it looks like they retained some of the elements of uh, the animation. I mean, I can't say enough how magical that looks. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, like the animation looks tops and it looks like it captures a part of the soul of the original and then modernizes it just enough to make it uh resonate with uh you know, a new audience, I think. Um the animation is getting so good nowadays that it is just it is mind-boggling. Um because just the nuances and the details, it, it's incredible. So, how do you feel about this? Do you have any experience with Astro Boy? Have you ever read any of the manga or watched the show or anything? Or nope. I mean, I've seen still shots of. I'm, I may have seen uh, at least one episode on Cartoon Network, like early in the morning. But um, no, nah, I've really never been interested in it. Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't either. Um, I mean, this looks great. This movie, yes. Um, and so I always appreciated for mm. what it was, which was what I was taught the beginning of, you know, the age of anime, you know, like it kind of mm. was a stepping stone into the big eyes and, the, right. you know, so I don't know any action and stuff, but that I think you're, you're going to find is, is going to create a huge audience for <laughs> the older stuff, which is cool. Cause then, you Maybe. know, I, yeah, I hope so. It, to me, it was kind of like going back and watching like Popeye or some old black and white cartoon like Betty Boop or something. Oh, where it's the the old is so much of a different quality and standard that people aren't gonna dig it as much. It, well, I mean, at least is that what you mean? Me, it's just it's not entertaining. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was almost like back then, like with Popeye and those kinds of cartoons. The fact that it was animated was half of the amazement. Right. Yeah. It was like whoa. Yeah. But um, you made a comment while we were watching it saying you wish they made a Mega Man like that. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, man. And would I would get the same treatment, though, as mm, that. 
I don't know. Make let's make it. <laughs> let's okay. do it. You no, give, they can't. Money. They can't Resident Evil me either. I mean, I want a really, really good adaptation that doesn't skip over anything and um, with good voice acting. With good voice acting, not Mega Man Eight voice acting. No. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Man. I forgot about it, thank you. Yeah. But really, though, I wouldn't even start at Mega Man 1 with the film. You know, pick up around Mega Man 2. I'm not talking chronologically. I'm saying, like, with design elements and stuff. Mm. Like, the designs from the characters from Mega Man 1, I would have... I Oh, you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll make it so that the story picks up where Mega Man 2 begins. But Mega Man 1 has already happened in that universe, and those robots are already, like, decommissioned and stuff. So Dr. Wily's working on his second batch, mm-hmm. yeah. but those other ones are all destroyed and stuff in the background. I see. Ah, hey. see, so we work them in there, and you can work in those rudimentary designs and all the weird level elements that changed and got better yeah. without forsaking them. I don't think they would do that. No. You know why? Because... They would rather, like, totally redesign it and put lips on Mega Man like they did Snake Eyes and change Dr. Wily to be, they'd be like, oh, you know what's really big right now? I'd be like, oh, what? And they'd say, robots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, the Transformers made, like, a billion dollars. Dr. Wily will make him a, a giant robot. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. But there would be some really cool stuff that you could work in there with Rush, his dog sidekick. Yeah, um, the Astro Boy looked a lot of, or very similar to what that would be, a Mega Man movie, because they had this short little doctor. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. old doctor guy. Right, yeah. I would like if they made it as detailed as that, like the Mega Man stuff. Like, keep mm-hmm. the, 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 in other words, you notice that on Astro Boy, they didn't change his shape or basic design, they just did what they do with Sonic, where it's like they just put more detail in his giant white eyes. It has more shine and more detail to the color and stuff. Make the environment in the Mega Man movie um, like as crazy detailed as that was. Like flesh out all those levels that were like had all those crazy spikes and like make those look more real world and stuff, but then keep the character designs that round. Mm. You know what I mean? And then really like the Mega Buster, make that look super... Colorful. What do you think the point of spikes would be in a movie? Just spikes laying around the street and pits. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> that'd be a good design element for a movie. No, but you gotta make. Okay, look, look, we gotta work in. He's gotta cross some. Remember where he has to ride Rush and he turns into a rocket? Yes. That. You can make it so oh, yeah. that there are pieces. No, there's something that Dr. Wiley's designing. It's a weapon, right? And the weapon itself fires those spikes because it sticks on you and they explode well there is it's like an assembly line of those so there's a bunch but they're on conveyor belts but they're there i don't know See? what you're talking about i don't know i'm just i'm shooting from the hip here but i will make this work okay. and it will it will be good doesn't he shoot uh, spikes when he beats needleman yes okay yeah we got to work on all this all right. we got to have a round table yeah. With the executive producer, who's me? Oh, I see. Yes, I uh, I want you to bring me fresh Krispy Kreme donuts to that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't mind. Oh, I was gonna say I wouldn't mind you bringing me. Uh, and then I was gonna say, have you had the McDonald's third pounder? No, but uh, 
I have this coupon for one. You have got to go <laughs> and give that to me. They'll give it to me plain, right? Yeah. Because you know that's how Daddy likes I it. I know that's how Daddy likes it. And I can yeah. tell you, they will give it to you plain. And man, you tell me if you like it or not. I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I'm loving the it. The only uh, burger that I've had at McDonald's is, you know, the just a regular small hamburger. Yeah, give that a shot. Because it's like the, it's the size of what a Whopper would be. How does it... Okay... How does it's just it taste? made of Ang- Angus uh, beef. Yes, were you about to ask me how it tastes? Uh, no, I was going to say, how does it compare to the Whopper? It tastes very different, but it tastes like a burger you would get at TGI Fridays or Chili's. Huh. Almost identical, in fact. I got the cheddar and bacon. Yeah. Which I don't know. I, I don't like saying cheddar first in that statement. I, I got the bacon and cheddar. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I got the bacon and cheddar, and it was so good that I almost bought a whole nother value meal. Yeah. Yeah. How does it compare in size to the Whopper? Um, it is not as uh, flat and wide. Like, its um, radius isn't as large, Yeah. but it's thicker. Okay. So it's a little smaller. Would it be like the, the size of a double Whopper? The thickness? Yeah, about that, but not as... So if you were getting a double Whopper, you'd probably get more, a little more meat. Yeah. But it doesn't have a flame-broiled taste. It's it's very interesting. It tastes like... Honestly, it tasted like a burger from... Uh, exactly like a burger from um, Chili's. Hmm. Well, I will try it. So, in my opinion. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, because I know you're a McDonald's man. I'm a McDonald's man. Taco yeah. Bell is my first love, but McDonald's <laughs> is my mistress. Yes. And, um, yeah, I have a... I have an addiction to fast food. I don't eat it but once a week now yeah. I, on what I call my free meal but I look forward to that like some people look forward to their birthday or Christmas <laughs> it's so good but anyway um, you've been listening to the Multi Geek Show I am Tim I am Jason and uh, we will talk to you next week about all things geek we'll hooray see, hooray we'll see you then goodbye Thanks for listening to the Multi-Geek Podcast. Don't forget, you can check out our blog at multigeekshow.blogspot.com and you can send us an email at multigeekshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and we will see you next week.